This episode of the Good and the Bad and the Geeky podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Audible.com. Over 85,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated and no celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. D4K Studios in Columbus, Ohio. It's the good, the bad, and the geeky. Hey everyone, welcome out to episode 183 of the good, the bad, and geeky. I'm uh, Nick Nitro, along with me as always. It's Jimmy. It's Jimmy, and uh, we we took a a week off. We took a week off. We did. We did, and uh, part of that is just because I'm lazy. Let's let's, let's just be honest. But well, fair but, enough. But well, no, yeah. But uh, I mean, maybe there is some other grand plan to us taking the week off. Maybe to maybe want to balance out to maybe 199 shows overall before just, Christmas. Before Christmas. Before you go on winter break. Before we go on winter break, correct. And maybe we might have to skip another week or two. We don't know. I mean, why are we going to skip another week or two? So again, so we can equal up that amount. So, um, or you could just come up with a new way of numbering, a new numbering system. I refuse to do that. I refuse to break the mold. You could add some extra digits in there, you know, maybe come up with a new number between 183 and 184. It could be like 180-Vive or something. I don't know. 180-Vive? I don't know. I'm not good at coming up with names of numbers. Well, I'm not, well, I'm not good with numbers, period. So true. why would you expect me to be... I feel this is a flawed plan, Jimmy. I feel this is not a plan that, that was worth merit. And I, I do. You have good ideas. Like, what was the idea Sometimes. we had earlier during dinner, which is uh, Jimmy and his wife, Morgan, made a lovely dinner. Thanks. And uh, there was discussion, though, of that the, the vegetables. Tasted uh, like gasoline. Tasted like gasoline. They were cooked on a charcoal grill. Well, they were started on a charcoal grill and finished off in a wok. A wok? A wok. Because um, I'm not good with charcoal, but they had a charcoal flavor, and Nick and my wife decided that it was gasoline. Actually, it was your wife, and I agreed with it because no. And the thing is, is she and then said the, that, and then Nick was like, "It wasn't bad." I'm like, "Yeah, tasting like gasoline to me is not a good thing." And he's like, "But it's not bad. It just tastes like gasoline." Well, no, yeah, I mean, okay, no, no, I didn't say gasoline, gas, as in like you know how gas smells and tastes. Gas doesn't like natural gas, like in your home. Yeah. You know, it doesn't actually smell. They add an additive to make it smell so that you can tell if there's a leak. That to me is what it felt like. Uh, that kind of gas. The additive not... that's been added to the gas yes. to make it smell. It okay. smelled like that. Uh, so, yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. So, like, for me, and the thing is, is that I didn't. I like if you if you put them up to my nose, mm-hmm. I would not smell that. No. I would smell cooked vegetables. Right, but. When I actually bit into it and had a few chews, mm-hmm. that's when I started feeling feeling the marination of the gas start to creep in my mouth. It was just charcoal flavor. I liked it. 
it, it was it was okay. It was different. Eh. The charcoal flavor worked better on the chicken than the vegetables. But yeah, the chicken and I know you said it was al dente, but I found the pasta to be. I didn't delightful. think it was that al dente. I said it was slightly al dente, but then she like left the lid on for a while, and I feel like it cooked it, just it a little bit more. A bit more, yeah. yeah. Well, I but bravo, well done. I thought it was a good dinner. I, I was so satisfied. Too. Were you satisfied? Uh, it was edible. Okay. Morgan hates it when I say that because my father, that's like, if he really likes a meal that's made, he's like, it's edible. That's, I don't know, that's a Roger Daly thing. And so now it's a Jimmy Daly thing too? No, I do pick up some of his stuff, but I only used it occasionally. What stuff do you pick up from your dad? Is it the one story? Are we? Can we tell you that? Because it's pretty funny. About what the heck? <laughs> He'll never listen to the podcast. Okay. So... <laughs> I don't want to embarrass him, though. Okay, an unnamed member of Jimmy's family, who may or may not be his father, <laughs> came over because Jimmy's uh, Jimmy's getting a little work done on his condo. It's not his condo; the one he, him and his wife are renting out. Yeah, we just moved they're, in. They just moved in, and so they're looking at getting a bookcase or shel- mm-hmm. shelves put up. And his dad's helping him design it. And his dad, apparently, the way he related to me, his dad's like, "I only have a few suggestions," which, and he didn't like say and, this is what you should do. He just said, "I no, have a few suggestions." Yeah, no, he was very nice about it. Right. And he didn't even say, I just have a few suggestions. He's like, he would point, we'd be talking about little features, and he'd be like, well, what about this? Well, don't, would this work better? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that does work better. Right. So, and so I was like, well, and that's nice. You know? yeah, yeah, no, we got we got some good uh, design ideas there. Nice little father-son bonding time, I would say, too. Yes. Sure. And so afterwards, you all are sitting around the couch having a, good, having a bit of a talk, having yes. a bit of a chat. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently your eyes were keen on one area <laughs> because uh, because uh, it's Mr. Just Ballsack, you can't look away. Mr. Ballsack just popped down and said, hello. No, this was while we were talking to design. This all happened at once. Oh, this was all at the same time? Yes. Like you guys were sitting down on the, on, the, on the couch talking. Yeah, we were sitting on the couch talking. Oh, oh, about this. I thought it was this is after the fact. Like no. you always had that touching like. Well, son, this is how we're going to do the bookcase this way. And it's like, whoa, okay, dad. Oh, no, no. The ball sack was hanging out during that. Jesus. How did, what's the mechanics for that? Like, were they really this that short of shorts? No, they weren't short shorts. They had just ridden up a bit. And I don't know. The way he was sitting, the, they were hanging out the one leg of the shorts. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. I didn't want to. I didn't say anything because I didn't want to embarrass him or draw attention. Because Morgan did not notice. Thank goodness, my wife, because she said she would have been traumatized. Although after I told her, she laughed for like ten minutes. Well, when he, when you brought it up again, she just could not stop. Laughing. I know she and would not. To yeah. be fair, it is pretty fucking funny. Yeah, it is horribly fucking funny. Like I did laugh like myself a, a little bit too, mm-hmm. but I was more in, amazed by the fact that you said you you just couldn't stop staring at it. I didn't and, stare. And I just kept glancing. I didn't mean that. It's like you don't want to look at it, but your eyes just keep like glancing back at it real quick. Like is it, that's not what I think it is. Is it? Yep, it's still there. It's still the, that. It's it's one of those like I mean like the the um uh, comparison I made was if somebody's had their hand chopped off. You know, you're not going to try – you're going to try not to look at the stump, but your eyes are going to keep being drawn to that stump. You know what I mean? Right. Well, only if they, they're very – they gesture with their hand. Yeah, they gesture with the hand. And there's no. nothing there and you're just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, And then they act like they're giving you a thumbs up but all you see is the stump and you're like, you're what like, are you doing? And they're like, I'm giving you a thumbs up and you're like, you don't have a thumb. That gets awkward. Well, what, what, if, what if he had just like – 
He had an arm that, like, or, you know, a prosthetic uh, hand that he uh-huh. could put on there. Like, what if it didn't have the thumb up or down? Or it didn't uh, okay. have the thumb uh-huh. up so he could do up or down. It just was like right. a fist. And then he's like... What if the one-hand man was gesturing and out of the long sleeves of his shirt, his ball sack flopped out? That would be pretty neat and weird. Like, that would be <laughs> a science experiment that would need to happen. Because how does your ball sack get all the way up there? Well, I mean, things happen. What was that? Things drift. Things drift? <laughs> how did your ball sack drift up that high through your sleeve? Apparently, you just don't have big enough balls. I I thought I think I have pretty big balls. I do not know, nor do I need to know. Well, you're the one. I was up, just joking. Oh uh, well, you're the one who brought that joke up. Yes. And I'm just saying, maybe, maybe, maybe it swings low. Maybe it wobbles to and fro. Can you tie it in a knot? Can you I tie, can it, tie in it in a bow? bow? Can you throw it over your shoulder like a continental soldier? <laughs> do your balls hang low? <laughs> oh my! I was working with a guy in high school who didn't wasn't aware of the song "Your Ears Hang Low." He had kind of a rough bringing up. And he had spent a some time in juvie, and he's like, I learned this song in juvie. He's like, do your balls hang low, and he proceeds to say that. And I'm like, that's a kid's song. Who is this individual? He was in your grade. No, you were two years ahead of me. I think he was the grade above me. Ricky. Ashley? No, that was below me. Ricky Allen. I don't know who that is, but it sounds familiar. But okay, he's so, a nice enough guy. I had no problem. Well, no, with him. yeah, of course, of course. Well, that, it was just amazing to me that he thought that was like a song. I don't know. Well, you know, you, when you hear something or hear something one way, you know, you think it's you know. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's all about frame of reference, and it made me a little sad that he had not heard the your song. And maybe I'm misremembering the story, but I'm pretty sure that's how it went. I don't know. Well, the what's your story? How do you not know how it went? Well, maybe. You do um, have a horrible shit memory. About some things. And then other things I've got a really good memory. And now that I'm saying it, I mean, it, I find it kind of hard to believe that he really didn't know that song. So maybe he just said it and I was gullible. Or maybe for some reason in my memory I thought that he said – I know he sang that song in Sailor Nin Jimmy, but whatever. I digress. Hey, there is a New Girl exclusive. Well, it's not exclusive for us, but um, Leslie Mann is out and Parker Posey is in. For Schmidt's penis party, girl. Leslie Mann is in? No, Leslie Mann was cast and she is dropping out and she is being replaced by why Parker she, Posey. Did they say why she was dropping out? I didn't open up the article yet. I was on Twitter. I'll open it and I will find out here. It's loading. Wait for it. It's loading on TVLine.com, a wonderful source of news. Yes. Fox's new girl has tapped Parker Posey to guest star in the show's season two premiere on September 25th. TV line has learned exclusively the indie goddess who garnered raves for her recent arc as Louis CK's unhinged love interest on Fox's Louis. Um, Louis CK is the guy that you call Fox or Louis K Louis KC. Just in no, case you forgot. Lu- CK Lewis. CK Lewis. There you go. Sorry. Thank If you're going to have, you're going to say my fuck up, at least get the fuck up right. Uh, she's learned recent raves. Uh, we'll play a shot girl at a party to celebrate the removal of Schmidt's penis cast. Leslie Mann was originally cast in the role, but the knocked up, up actress had to back out due to a scheduling conflict. Ooh. And that is the entire story. I wonder if the scheduling conflict is is her husband. 
I wonder if the scheduling conflict is it's a penis cast party. No, I that that to me sounds humorous. Like, yeah, no, I'm actually. not a girl. I would wish I was just so I could be a part of that because that sounds hysterical. I'm sure there'll be boys there. Well, I'm sure there will be too because you got to have uh, uh, w- oh, Winston. And right. uh, isn't it great that our microphones are that good that you can hear the the cicadas or whatever like through the microphone? Like, that was the cicadas. Yeah, no, I heard them. That it sounded like some type of insect. But I swear I didn't hear them coming in before I put the headphones on. No, me either. Well, that's the thing I didn't hear. I think they just started doing their little. Oh, so okay. if you hear that, there you go. Yes. And so now I'm trying to listen. We're to doing one. this show live show outside after dark. That's right. Oh, we already did Nick Nitro after but dark. This isn't a sequel to that. No, it's not. Yeah, please, dear God, let's not make that a sequel. Because there they go again. There, there it is. You can. Oh, I guess if I took up the headphones, I could hear them. Okay. Yeah. No, these are really good microphones. These are. Um, and uh, but no, you know what? Mm-hmm. If you if you enjoy Nick Nitro After Dark, there will be tons of discussion about that in the next season of The Last Supper. Ah, uh, coming soon. Coming soon. GBG presents. That's right. And we may or may not have a new co-host. Ooh. We're, we're, we're waiting on that one. I'm excited to find out. I, I think you would be. <laughs> Do you have any other uh, GBG Presents things in the pipeline um, you'd like to mention? Because I'm curious on what no, you're going to do. The No Name Show. The No Name Show is returning? Yeah. And, uh, what about uh, the Futurama podcast? A Good News Everyone podcast? Yes. That is, uh, in all honesty, we were... Our, I would like to do. I would like to not be involved with some of these shows because yeah, that's a lot of work it's for not, you. It's a lot of, yeah. it's, I mean, it's fun, right? And I really enjoyed the um, the good news, the good news, everyone podcast. I did. Right. So I think I might pop in or I produce it, uh-huh. but um, I like Rachel and somebody else to sort of carry on the torch um, and keep it going, keep it going. Yeah, I really enjoyed ha- hearing Rachel on that show. I hope she does stick around. I do too. I thought she was really good. The thing is, she's also very busy now because she is now engaged. That boy, her boyfriend Aww. who had all the DVDs for Futurama, she got engaged. As a matter of fact, she wrote me probably like right at the end of when it was being published in February or March that, yeah. hey, I am engaged now to the same guy. And Aww. I'm like, oh, that's how I, that's what I did. I was like, oh. Some good friends of ours recently got engaged. That's right. Nicole Which, so, yeah, it's just, just makes me so fucking mad they can't get married in the state of Ohio. Yeah. Which, I mean, I think they're going to wait, they said, until it becomes legal here, which it should be. It just, it really pisses, it, this is a little bit why when I was listening to last week's episode that I was not Oh, you part started of, fucking texting. Oh, I was so pissed when Nick was like, Ohio is more a red state than a blue state. No, it's not. Because I was living in Kentucky, which is definitely a red state for the last couple of years. I was so glad to get back to Ohio. And things like that do make it seem like a red state a bit. But we are a swing state that goes both ways, and that's why all the presidential candidates visit us. So we have Democrats and Republicans taking turns being governor. Not really ta- – I mean taking turns sounds civil. It's not that civil. But um, – and, and part of the thing is, too, is I definitely identify more with Columbus. I can't wait to get out to West Jeff. And Columbus is a very blue city. It's very diverse. It's very accepting of people. Right. But we both grew up in West Jefferson, which is a, a, a little tiny village of 4,000 people that is about as red as it gets. Yeah. So, it, I mean, not that red state in of itself is an insult. It just things like this gay marriage issue piss me off. 
that we're going to be discriminatory and deny people things that should not be denied and treat them like second class citizens. Yeah. And so hearing the red state, I don't know, the whole Chick-fil-A thing and everything, I just, it just kind of set me off. And then I tried to be like, uh, sorry, it just, just bothered me to hear Ohio called a red state because it's not a red state. Every time I turn around, it feels like it, the votes seem to be going for in a red direction, though. Or, like, maybe it's just all local polls, especially because that's all that's been going on the past year or so. Because mm-hmm. our like We went for Obama in 08. In 08. I'm talking about everything else, though. Like, even it, it just feels like it's a red state to me. But again, I, this is one little bit of what I'm seeing. I, it's, See, I don't, I, I am I no don't way, get that feeling at all. I am in no way a political, except for the gay marriage issue. I am in no way a political commentator. I hate politics with every fiber of my being because I, I don't. Because yeah. it's like shit like this. I, I don't really fucking care. I, that was my opinion, though. I, yeah. It feels like that. And you know what? You're probably. I, I would say you are right. I just don't. Yeah. You know, the time of. I don't even remember what, how, what we were talking about when we were talking about that. This is how much I listen to my own show. Now, see, I do listen to my own show, but I, right. I'm like replaying the entire show, and I'm like, at what point was it during the Joe Paul conversation? Uh, might have been towards the end of that conversation. Yeah, because religion came into it and stuff, and that's when you were like, "Well, we're still kind of part of the Bible about which we aren't." Southern Ohio is, it, but it, it feels Central like, Ohio is it not. Feels Ag- that again, way. I think that's the West Jeff influence because we, our little tiny town where we grew up, which is only like 15 minutes from Columbus, is definitely would fit in well in the Bible Belt and in the South. It's So I feel like maybe that influence is, is swaying your opinion somewhat. Maybe. Because Columbus, where you live and work in, is not at all red nor Bible-thumping overall. But mm. I don't know. It feels that way to me, though. And I think it's also a personal frame of reference. It's the people you spend time with. It's the places you go. It's the conversations you have that are going to color your view. But I don't hang out with Bible thumpers. No, no, but like your parents are religious. You, so? you, I'm religious too, but that well, doesn't and, mean I don't support that. No, that no, I, I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to to be religious. I'm just saying that if you're a talk about religion or around people that talk about religion, then you may think it's more prevalent than somebody that doesn't ever talk about religion or is not around people that talk about religion. I usually don't talk religion. That's okay. the that's the whole thing. Like I try to avoid it like the plague from my parents because they are, you know, Bible is the word and I'm like, no, it's written by a fucking guy. He uh, probably several men, hundreds several of years men, after and, and probably Jesus fuck and some, they probably fuck some shit up for their own personal gain. I feel like the Bible is a, a very interesting work of fiction, but that's just my opinion. I believe there it's fiction. With, it, what's that thing where it's like half truth, half fiction? I think it's one of those. That all myths and legends are rooted in some grain of reality. Sort of, yeah. I mean, I don't think the Bible's any more true than the ancient Roman and Greek god stories. I feel no, like I they're all equally... No, I disagree with that. Oh, no. I, I definitely feel like they're all the same line of bullshit. It's just the different era. Hmm. But, but you know, I also don't... If you If religion, you get something out of it and it gives you some form of... Uh, happiness or peace or some way to discover the meaning of life, then good for you. That's but your The meaning choice. of life is 42. Well, that's the answer, the ultimate answer to life, the universe, and everything. That's not the meaning of life. Oh, but see, to me, oh, but wait a minute, it's the answer to... The ultimate answer to life, the universe, and everything. That's not... It, the that's, meaning is, is included in everything, Jimmy. The meaning, oh. but they're not synonymous. I see there are parallels where you could start to twist it in that direction, but they didn't say the meaning of life is 42. 
I think it is. And I believe it's a valid answer. Well, you know, I respect your right to have that belief, even while disagreeing with it. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> yes. Let's not talk about this again. Um, we, uh, well, what do you what before we talk about new shows like the new new shows that having new new yet, new shows the new 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 the new 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 shows the new 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 shows okay I I would like to talk about this because I went into great depths about this and we didn't really talk about it too much at dinner tonight was suits love suits absolutely found it to be fantastic and my new favorite character on the show is Lewis Lewis is. Uh, I, I don't want to say he's my new favorite because I've always loved Lewis. Well, but I'm talking but about he I, had such a raw scene this week where he got mad and yelled at Harvey in the bathroom. Yes. And I was just like, this is amazing. And w- on my recent set visit to Suits, I swear every actor we interviewed brought up his name to praise Rick Hoffman and the job he's doing. And they were all just in awe of him. Well, I well, okay. <laughs> When you watch a show like Suits, it's kind of like, okay, like, we'll use Psych as another example. Lassiter's whole role in the show is to be a foil, a comedic foil, an antagonist towards Sean and Gus, you know. Well, no offense to Psych, but well, no, it's a different Suits, vein. Say Suits' characters are a lot more complex. No, they are, but at the same time, that really is what Lewis's whole... That's when the show. The, if you have to summarize Lewis in one sentence, that's what he is. But regular viewers know he's a lot more than that. Well, I would say he, before season two, that's all he was. I still disagree with that assertion. I uh, see. I don't because he was. It was very black and white, which is he hated Harvey that much, and he was envious of him. He had no respect for him. He doesn't think of him as a good individual. It, he, it was just very black and white. He hates Harvey. He wants the job. He feels overturned, and he'll do anything in his power to assert Harvey from that. And in this season, we're starting to get, no, no, no. He actually is a good guy. It's just he feels – okay, now, again, this is me projecting a little bit perhaps because mm-hmm. that's the whole thing we all Yeah, because I always found him to be a bit complex, and when he – would rail against Harvey, I always felt like there was definitely a story behind it and some more meaning to what was going on right. and that it wasn't black and white. It was just a matter of we hadn't got around to telling that well, story that's yet. that's every show, though, in No, some it's way. not because some characters are very surface and come across that there's nothing undercurring it. Yes, everybody's got motives and methods, well, but... let me rephrase this. It, Suits it, it has complex off, It does characters. not come off as deep. I disagree with that, but... No, no, I'm talking about in shows in general. Oh, in sh- shows in general. Yeah, shows in general. Okay, for, exa- for example, again, I'm using Laster as an example. Sure. I, on the page, they've explained why Laster's a fucking dickhead, which yeah. is his, his wife just, just broke his heart. Yeah. Now, did they go into it? They did, like, one episode, and it was, again, it's a comedy more than drama. Oh, yeah. But, you know, that rarely comes up again. Matter of fact, was it this last season, we all thought, like, wow, they're actually going back to the trough and talking about why he hates Sean. Yeah. And how he actually starting to warm up to him, but in a very sort of overprotective brother sort of way. But mm-hmm. he still pissed it. But that's what I'm saying. Like it took him what five seasons, almost like six years it to get to that. While. Yeah. yeah. And right. Suits is doing that. And again, there's a lot of shows though that will go for that. But I'm talking about if you look at season one, which was it really was a typical USA show with a little bit more heart to it. it yeah, really, see, I'm not. It, I, I don't see, agree I, with that either. I disagree with that too because the only show at that point that had any sort of semblance of it was trying to be something different was Royal Pains. 
No, white collar had already at that point started to go off but the see, rails. You don't watch white collar. No, um, right. I know. Covert think. affairs. No, but no. Covert does affairs something a little after, bit different. That, again, that's after the fact. Covert I'm, affairs is well, a it, season ahead of suits. Oh, it is. It okay. is. But I'm, I'm talking about like. But you know, but no, see, even covert affairs suits to me right away did not feel like typical USA fair. It felt a little smarter. The characters felt a little more complex. I knew I was pretty sure it wasn't going to be a case of the week show, even though cases featured more heavily in season one than season two. I really felt like there was more going on there, and maybe you know, some people didn't because they were conditioned with the USA's normal approach to not look for it. But I definitely felt like there was something well, going on. In I season. will say that it was it felt more like to me season one, especially felt like Royal Pains in terms of because that point. I like Covert Affairs a lot, mm-hmm. but I would say this season they're making a very big effort to do a giant story arc. While season one and two, it was the same. Season one had some larger – The both seasons had some larger arcs. But, I, yeah, I do think season three is going to give more importance to the arcs, which I appreciate. Right. But, I, but see – Although I am sad that they had uh, I, her sister move across the country I, I and leave the show. I still think, though, that Covert Affairs do, did, does something, though, which is – they and again, I stopped watching White Collar halfway through season one because it wasn't. Well, that was the yeah. No, I did too, and then I caught back up in mid season, and there are probably still a couple episodes from the first half of season one I haven't seen. Right, but the second half got good, and season two got great, and then from there it's you know, exactly. just exactly. So yeah. I'm I'm not going to critique White Collar. Yeah, I'm, and so I apologize by not including that in there. But and I love Covert Affairs dearly. As a matter of fact, I review it almost every week because again, I. I, I do like that show, but I, I just think that White Collar especially – or not White Collar. Covert Affairs does like maybe three episodes in the beginning of – because we're USA shows, for those who don't remember, uh, they separate their seasons into two halves. Most so, of the time. Most of the time. Suits didn't do that last year. Yeah, because it was this a year, This year they're kind of doing it, but there's only a three-week hiatus between the two halves. Right. So, so. – uh, uh, so Covert Affairs, though, is a big one that does the – they split the two the, halves. The two yeah, halves two different season. times of the year, yeah. And so there's like I, – I think it's like what, uh, eight episodes per – or ten episodes per arc? Um, you or, know, I'm not sure how Covert Affairs do it. I know like Psych and Burn Notice will tend to do like 13 in the summer and then six in the winter. Like the winter is a much shorter season. Right. But I don't know if Covert Affairs is like that or if it's more of an equal split. I, I can't thought, remember. I think – Season one, I thought. I know Royal Pains was definitely do, does a shorter winter session, right? And the thing that that would always that, again, it's fine. Which is, I still I still believe this way. Cover Fairs hasn't done it this season, but last season um, or even season one, they would do like maybe two episodes that really focus on a certain story point, mm-hmm. and then it would be case of the week, case of the week, case of the week, case of the week, and then maybe an episode before the finale or the, the summer or whatever finale. They would it would be back to the story arc. I felt like they drop a scene or two in most episodes that further the arc. Yeah, it wasn't a main was, point, but there were. But the case of the week was more prevalent as well. It was. And it so was. That's why I'm more prevalent. Yes. Right, and up to that point, you know, and Royal Pains. I, I, I keep saying Royal Pains, but out of all the USA shows, that was the first one that really that really felt like it was trying hard to to, to do distance itself from right. And, and, and again, it also makes more sense that a doctor does have different patients. And, they're, and they do try to make a point to if you don't see the character, they talk about them a lot. So you know they're still being seen. And one of the big things is that this year doing this year is they're adding – they've actually retained almost half the doctors they've added. or the, Even if it's like a bit part in, mm-hmm. in 
the last episode was a little ridiculous. They had Van Dyke. His episode was that his bunny died. <laughs> but Aww. they don't, which is which is cute. Do they make stew? No, they don't. Did he keep the foot as a well, lucky rabbit's foot? What happens is, is that they're having a doctor's meeting for Hank Med, and Hank is... Wait, there's more than one doctor in Hank Med? Yes. See, I'm only in season two, and I need to keep finish catching up. Right, but. well, that's what I'm saying. You, they introduced Van Dyke, I think, like in the middle of last season as a possible... Is that the guy from My Boys? Uh, it's either My Boys or uh, House Arrest with Jimmy Lee Curtis and Kevin Pollock and Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> He was Grover, the lead, ki- the lead kid. That I didn't see that. It's it, it was on HBO, and I like this. But it is the guy from My Boys. I think I don't know. I could be wrong on that. Because I knew one of the got the main like love interest on My Boys is on Royal Pains now as a doctor, but I didn't know. It's either that or it's uh, uh, Doctor Shankman, um, who is imagine Sheldon Cooper as a doctor, but he he knows that he's Sheldon Cooper and he wants to be Hank. He, in a good way, like he wants to aspire to that because he is super smart with the doctor stuff, but he's horrible with personal interaction. Um, but that's what I'm saying. And they've had that character, and you know for a fact that if you would watch the first episode of the season when they introduce him, he's wow. That's that car, car was yeah. loud. We he, should probably move inside to the studio. I know, right? I know, right? But you should uh, like he totally is. Um, he totally is comedic foil. But like Royal Pains does, they stretch it out and make it a little bit more. Now, again, it's still more case of the week probably than I would exactly love. But considering what it is for most USA shows, I enjoyed a great deal. White Collar has been doing it, I've been told, for a while. Covert Affairs, this season especially, has been a lot better. Burn noticed this season's breaking away from case of the week. Yes. Yes, it has. It's been a stellar season. Right. And they introduced, uh, uh, by the time we're recording this, this last week, they introduced uh, uh, Stella. Or Ella. I didn't watch this last week yet. Oh, well, they, uh, they they've talked about it on TV line as news, so oh, okay. I'm not. It, I didn't think it was a spoiler. I I don't know um, who you're talking about. So uh, remember how he always has a girl who helps, even though he, Sam sees multiple women. There's always one yeah. girl's name he keeps bringing up. Stella. We finally Stella. see the girl, Sam's girl. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. She her she is the mini case of the week. Okay. Um, and it's pretty cool. As a matter of fact, I hope they bring her back again a few more times. Um, and that whole possible plot that that sort of maybe crops up. I don't know. But um, I really enjoyed it, and I hope they, they continue with it. But um, but I, but see, for me though, I always felt that that at least in season one of Suits, they, they really um, it was more Mike. And it, again, that's something that I also find very. I love that they're doing this year. Season one was totally Mike's story. Well, and and they talked about that when we were on set that season one was Mike and Harvey. And it had to be Mike and Harvey because of the way. But that it felt story more like Mike up. than Harvey. Like uh, Harvey. It was, was more sort of- Mike's story, but Har- it was a two man. It felt like a two man show a lot. A lo- I mean, Harvey and Mike were the two main characters, and everybody else was secondary to them. Well, no, right. Well, it's almost right. like well, but yeah, a lot of it was oh, Mike's God. Mike's stuff with his friends and all that, and that's gone away. It's very much become an ensemble piece. Well, and that's fine. I don't have a well. Actually, I just find it more interesting that this season, if you really look at it, is more Harvey's story. Um, there is more focus on Harvey. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. Well, I find that interesting. But there's a lot more with, I mean, they've well, all no, got they, more to all, do. They've all got more to do. But I'm yeah. talking about in terms of the real hero of the season. Because in, in the season one, it would be, it, it's Mike. Yes, it's Mike and Harvey. I'm talking about like the one you root for. I see. Is right. sort of, yeah. is, is Mike. But, and of course, the fan favorite was Harvey. Because Harvey would, Mike would be, Mike would have a little tiff with Harvey about how to do something because it's all about heart, not about just wanting to win the case. Right. Mike would somehow find a way to get his heart in there and still, Harvey though would still swing in the last minute and save the day with Mike or Mike would build upon what Harvey did and make it all right. 
And then and a lot of people are like, oh, we love Harvey. We want to know more about Harvey. And then this season, it just feels like it's been almost a role reversal, which is Harvey is now more in Mike's place. Or we're getting a, a look into how Harvey became Harvey. And also, well, we're going to get more than just a look here. Um, I don't know if you read my interview with Sarah Rafferty. I did this week. I talked to Sarah Rafferty again this week. I saw that, but I didn't um, read it. Is it uh, off yet? They're doing a big. Oh yeah, it was posted like Wednesday. I I'm think. sorry. Uh, on seat forty two F, he asked me to talk to her, and so I got to talk to her again. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they're doing a flashback episode, and we're going to get to see Mike before he was a lawyer. They've got all six main characters in it. We're going to see Hardman when he was first at the firm when he used to run things. Yes, and Jessica, and we'll see Harvey before he was a senior partner. We'll see the beginning of Donna and Rachel's friendship, Rachel first coming into the firm and stuff. We're going to get some big past exposure there. Right. Well, I'm looking forward to that a lot. Oh, I am too. The, the, my, my whole reason for bringing up uh, Lewis, though, because um, we got a little sidetracked, but not really. Was Is that he's awesome? Well, no. Yes, he's awesome. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I really like what they've done with the character uh, from – Okay, we watch enough te- television shows that, to me – it felt like every character in Suits was a bit of a trope. All characters are in the pilot, and even sometimes in the first season. No matter what you do, no matter how well written they are, they're, they're tropes. And that's why I was trying to say about Lewis is that even though it's more drama than comedy, he very is you know in the first season more comic relief than 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 I would. It, he is, but he's also a very smart antagonistic foil for Harvey and Mike, constantly there to yeah. underpin, trap Mike in a corner. Will Lewis find out? Because if Lewis finds out, he's going to tell Jessica. Right. And if Jessica finds out, then shit's hit the fan. Mm-hmm. But then they did how they ended season one, which is Jessica ends up finding out anyway, and they carried with that. But then oh, it was so almost – yes, it was. It was fantastic. But this whole season, though, I they I feel like they've been trying to give more heart to – I mean, Grant, the, I feel the hearts are already, was always there. Mm-hmm. But like – and I mean no disrespect to the actor. Um, he looks sort of rat ratty or weaselly <laughs> and i think and the thing is is that when when any actor has a certain particular look like the guy from uh, lost who mm-hmm. played sawyer uh he looks no matter how nice you, you make him look up you know cut his hair and take yeah. out the, the stubble he looks like a dangerous guy mm-hmm. and, and i don't care if he he takes the southern axis or draw out he's he sounds so you're saying Lewis, rick hoffman who plays Lewis looks like a dick yes he does, and he looks. And he looks very conniving. He does. Maybe not a dick, because remember, dickhead right. conniving people aren't necessarily like the guy who plays rat, uh, 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 the rat in Harry Potter, uh, Wormtail. Mm-hmm. He's a very good British actor. I've seen him in British BBC stuff and yeah. other movies. He's a wonderful actor, but he's good at playing sort of Weasley. Yeah. Now, very serious Weasley bad guys, or very Weasley sort of like sort of mid good guy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And season one, it felt like they were playing up the whole. Weasley bad antagonist, and this time there's like no, no, no. He there's a little bit more shade to him where he's a bit both. And of course, any TV show will always try to do that. Mm-hmm. But like, no matter if it's a comedy or drama, shows usually tend to, it's only like a one episode thing, and we don't see it for till next season. And Suits has been very slowly making me start really like going, feeling really sort of bad for Lewis more than just the oh, this episode tells me this about Lewis. I should feel bad for him. Oh no, last three episodes have been building towards that, not just with Harvey or Mike. Well, before, well, I mean, we knew the story of why Lewis hated Harvey. We knew yeah. that Harvey was Harvey passed over him for the promotion. He resents that Harvey's gotten all this, exactly. where he's put his nose to the grindstone, followed the rules, whereas Harvey breaks the rules. You know, he feels like he's 
earned it by doing the right thing. And it's one of those people who will just work their ass off, but they don't have that charisma that Harvey has. And you, at this point, they've made Lewis so relatable that you really get where he's coming exactly. from and these emotions. Well, the, the thing is, too, is that uh, for... Uh, and when he yells at Harvey and he's like, it's not because I hate you. This is for you. This is to save you. And this makes me sick that and, they're and doing it. Right. And, and when they put him on the stand and they're like, do you really believe Harvey lied? And he's like, no. And you just are like, I mean, and I felt the same thing the episode him and Mike worked together. Yes. And then the tape recorder kind of ruined it a bit. But still, there's so, – I mean all the characters on Suits are complex. but I, And they're all getting – more developed this season, and but I just love what they're doing with Rick Hoffman's. I, I do, I do too. And to me, the the thing that really, I mean, it actually, uh, for those who haven't seen it yet, or if you need a reminder of the the thing that we're talking about is the lead up to it is that they want the whole point is that if Harvey goes to trial, they really uh, Jessica wants to make sure that they get all the kinks ironed out, and so who better to persecute Harvey as Travis Tanner would than than Lewis because Lewis. And Harvey even pushes Lewis in a corner because he doesn't want to do it to make him really come after him. And oh, Harvey that, just goads him. He'll go, oh, of course. Oh, yeah. And it works wonderfully to the point where, you know, Lewis is – he's lit up. He's going to yeah. lit – yeah, which cracked me the fuck up. But I like that they – he also knew what was going on. He knew what they were doing. It wasn't like – Oh, no, I know. Yeah. I mean they angered him, but then they're like, use that anger. We're getting you riled up for a reason. We're not oh. getting you riled up just to insult you. Right, yeah. and what was what was even better is that uh, they need they wanted Donna really there. To right, to oh, the Donna stuff was so good. Well, that's what led up to the scene you and I are talking about. Yeah. is that mm-hmm. Mike does talk Donna to agree, but the thing is, is that and Lewis is aware of it. We're going to follow this quick script, and Lew- any good prosecutor knows that if you want to get to, if you really wants to to do do what he needs to do he needs to just just rip into her he goes and go for her artery her uh her jugular and he does and you've seen it in the promos probably if you have if you've seen the promos but if you haven't seen the show yet which is uh uh, uh do you love harvey specter answer the question do you love harvey specter whoa 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 what are you doing and then she just she's like deer in headlights frozen because it's a horrifying question because she's around all your co-workers well and Sarah Rafferty has said on multiple occasions she doesn't think Donna's in love with Harvey that way. And I'm not sure. I, I, I think she's partly colored because her and the actor that plays Harvey have been friends for like 20 years. So she said it would be really weird if Harvey and Donna get together for me as an actress because I've known this man so long. Yeah. You know, we, we both are married. Our spouses, we all cookouts, hang out together. You know, our kids know each other. Whatever. You know, it's. I mean, I could see that playing the love interest to an old friend of yours would be odd. And I think that may be her reluctance. And I, it's clear to me that they're not going there anytime yes, soon. Because right. where she, uh, when I was interviewing her, she had read up through episode 10. And um, this is episode 8 coming up. Yeah, I think so. So at least as of episode 10, I'm, I'm sure they haven't gone for it yet. Well, I'm not sure. I mean, she could be misleading because. Sure. Right. But. I mean, she's not, like, pushing for it. I don't know. I feel like there's definitely a complex, complicated relationship between the two of them. Right. And I don't know that they should go for it with the two of them. So I know a lot of people do. That's kind of a shipper thing. Uh, yeah. I Well, I, I admit I like, I like shipping. Uh... I do, too, but I don't want to see them. Actually, I think it might be more interesting to see if anybody's going to be in a relationship. I want to see Lewis in a relationship. I really do. 
Yeah, and uh, uh, maybe with with Rachel. Rachel, Harris. Yes. yes, that was so great because she was the only one being straight with him. Mm-hmm. And but the the thing was is that Harvey took the script during or not Harvey uh, Lewis took the script and realizing if he really wants to to do what he do his job right mm-hmm. for Harvey's sake and for the firm's sake, he throws the script away and just goes at her, and it's horrifying. And and the whole thing is when you're watching it, at least for me as a viewer, you're going, Mike, why did you trust Lewis? He's going he's gonna to do it. And then you, you see him crumple the paper up. You're going, oh, no, he's going after her. Poor mm-hmm. Donna. And, and, then, and then you cut to Harvey after the, the, that session of the trial is over. Harvey is pissed. He looks around. He sees Lewis looking weaselly going into the bathroom. And then the shot they open up with is Lewis is, looks just fucking just sick. He looks sick. sick. Right, and he did going, not enjoy it. No, no, right, but but your but your first thought is why does he look? He won. He he made Harvey look bad. I no, I I saw that coming. I mean, see, I, I didn't because oh, they, no. they, to me they've they've season one did to me such a good job of sort of filling the trope of that he mm. isn't. So every I just keep feeling surprised by by Lewis by every good thing he by does. Every good thing he does, and the, and the oh. thing that you you were not talking about, you keep dodging a little bit. It, not purposefully. No, no, not purposefully. But I'm glad because we built up to it now, uh-huh. which is he goes, you made me destroy that beautiful woman on the stand, and I feel wretched for it. See, I, I kind of think he's got a thing for Donna. I, well, I, 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 I feel like that's kind of already been played out played well, up a bit. Yeah, that we I, well, know. I, think he like, I think he just wants attention from any girl. Um, because I also, liked him and Rachel together, too. I did, too. too. Um, but, but, I, but, I mean, you could tell no, he really was bothered. And when Harvey that. starts to lay into him and he's like, not right now, that's the moment where you just want to slug Harvey and be like, look at him. Look at yeah. what he Look at what can't. you made me do. You right. made me destroy that poor woman on the stand, and she is such a beautiful woman, and I just annihilated her. And mm-hmm. you know what? All this stuff we do, we're, this is all for you because you fucked up. Right. And, 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 and Harvey is almost left speechless, and anytime he, he can start to get a word in, Lewis shuts him down. And I was like, oh, my God, poor Lewis. Like, I felt so – because when you're watching him, Lewis looks confident. He's taking her down. Yeah. And even Mike was like, oh, shit, this yep. is not good. And when you see that – after that, I was just like – I knew he'd feel bad about it. I'm just so glad they gave that scene. That oh, was – Yeah. They need to submit that scene for Emmy consideration. I agree. I, I mean, fucking agree. I, I'm worried and I'm, I'm not expecting Suits to get awards love even though it deserves it. Yes. But if they submit that episode for Rick Hoffman, if Lewis doesn't get a nomination, there is no justice. That, I agree with that. 100%. I feel like it being on USA, the voters haven't realized that USA's gotten better. Right. They're still seeing it in the days of Monk and Psych being their shows. Yes. And so I, I do feel like USA is automatically automatically written off in those categories and it, it shouldn't be anymore i no, i agree with that but that that just that scene alone made me just like swoon over the show and i've been swooning uh, all since you've come back from your business. how long have we talked about suits when's the last time we spent this much time on one series we we, we really haven't i would say maybe lost lost that's exactly what i was, I was thinking, thinking lost. i said lost yeah so uh, we we have not gotten this excited about a show both of us since lost right and well i mean the thing is it's just little stuff like that like that it's like maybe what a 30 no it's like maybe a 45 to a minute 60 second scene oh yeah 60 yes about yeah. 60 second scene and Thoughts. it was just so powerful because of how they take what you know of the characters mm-hmm. and the thing is is that again in in this is correct this whole season they've been showing the gray side of lewis which is the opera thing, which again, that started off as sort of comedic, and then it got very serious, which is he yeah. treats this very seriously, and he connects with Rachel on a very deep level. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the Mike episode. It starts off as being sort of funny, oh, Mike has to work for Lewis, 
And then Mike's like, you know, Lewis is actually not a bad guy, Harvey. You should maybe mm-hmm. cut, him, cut him some fucking slack. And, and Harvey's, Harvey's like, like, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Which and, I think the flashback is where we're going to get some of that. Well, this is what I found interesting about this. And this is why I, 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 I don't – they don't have to do it because, again, whatever. But I sort of think that Lewis and Harvey are very much uh, – and this is being super geeky here, but I, I look at him as uh, uh, Spider uh, Peter Parker and Eddie Brock, which is at some point now. Grand Venom to end up turning good again at some point in the comic, but I'm talking about if you look at that, both men very smart, know what know what they need to do to get ahead, but one sort of divulges down a different path than the other, and some of them one might be tied to the other one, and then at that point he just sort of he gets lost a little yeah. bit. And again, he's not completely lost his way, but if you had to ask which was the better man between Lewis and Harvey, even up to some of the great stuff they up until this episode since Sucker Punch, which is the name of the last episode, episode seven of season two, I would still say uh, Harvey, without a doubt. And now you're starting to wonder. And now I'm starting to feel like, you know what? I think Lewis actually might be the better man. The thing is, he knows, the thing is, Harvey never lets on that he gives a shit, which is, that was the whole point of Sucker Punch, is that he doesn't. And that's but why suits from suits right from the first episode though well, yeah, shows you Mike. that Harvey gives a damn he right does, oh absolutely right. but he fights so hard but mm. besides Mike we don't really see anything else he care and maybe Donna well but, up until when he does it that's the other part about this episode when Donna laid into Harvey and said you could have saved me why didn't you fight for me you, you fought for Mike, Mike. Right. you saved him if you really wanted me here and you didn't even have the balls to fire me yourself well Jessica wanted to that's bullshit yeah. you know I, I was so glad she called him out on it because it's true he she's been his loyal assistant for how long years and he went to bat for Mike in a way he did not do for Donna right and and the thing is though there's but the thing that's a complicated thing too is because well he felt betrayed and he had a reason to well, and no sure it's that's the great thing about suits the layers of the situation now here's something to throw out you know what because uh, we have two other shows to talk about we're going to take a break after we talk about suits um but something else to just throw out there i have conspiracy theories for you uh on suits okay yeah oh yes my friend this is how clever I think they've been. Remember in season uh, uh, season two? Remember this season in season two? No. Remember Re- way back in season, season two, two when uh, Harmon uh, got at the end of the pilot, or god damn it, the end of the first episode said he was coming back. And then episode two, Harmon wasn't there. He was rebuilding his office. And then they found out for the next two episodes while they were rebuilding his, ep- his office that he is looking at files. I think he planted the document. I think he got Travis Tanner to go after him. Hold on, I'm not done with this lovely conspiracy theory. I think that what he found in the doc in, in the folder last night. Remember, Mike did not know what he gave to right. Tanner. I think it was the fact he admitted he's like, I planted that, and here's how I planted it. It's evidence I planted. It. And Tanner was like, I can't go after him with this because it's what if, if if it gets looked at further? Because look, you can, and of course you're probably going now, Nick. Whoa, 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 whoa! You can't fake that she even said is that's my signature what if oh Harvey could fake it in, a, in, in television shows especially money is power yeah you can hire someone the best person in the world to photoshop that document to take a signature from another document mm-hmm. with red ink donna's signature and transpose it on top of the actual document that they're referring to well that would be interesting because donna never doesn't make mistakes donna's always right Exactly. It felt sad of character that she, but it was there in black and white on the page. So how can you argue? Exactly. And Donna even and then, that would be such a cool twist. And here's the other thing: is that Mike 
Hartman knew that it would happen like this, which is he knows after working with Mike that Mike is so loyal to Harvey, he will try to find another way around it, or someone would, that he would use them. He's actually been using everyone against Harvey and Jessica, including yeah. Harvey and Jessica themselves, without them knowing it. I, that is how. Now, Grant, we we expected that, but we. I'm thinking it, it's so. Decom- oh, he's a master game player. I think that's pretty obvious, right? Because I mean, I, otherwise there would have never been. For anybody to go toe-to-toe with Jessica and Harvey as he had to the first time to have been drawn out yes. of a firm. I mean, and I don't know. I feel like the fact that he battled with them, and even though he did go away for a bit, yeah, he survived and comes back again. That yes. shows something. Right. And I now here now here's one that maybe might not maybe maybe might not be as founded, but uh, I think it's Harold, the bumbling assistant yeah. to Lewis. I think he might be helping him. I think the bumbling thing I, might now be Now that, all I don't think so. Now again, that does mean... Harold was introduced in season Harold, one. Yeah. Harold was in season one as the bumbling. Yeah, I know. That was before Hardman even considered coming back. Oh, okay, yeah. But I, I don't know. I, the bumbling is not an act. Okay. I really would be surprised if it is. If if Harold has helped him at all, it would be completely accidental. Hardman... Uh, he's not a mastermind because if you look at how much it, how much it would cost him no matter what if the game plan was to settle and also to have Harvey realize that it was Mike who maybe sort of helped him mm-hmm. put the final slug into the settling thing which because now that's the other thing too that's another reason why I think he didn't stop the mock trial when it got really bad during some points when Lewis was tearing Donna apart or even Harvey apart was that he was trying to really He's destroying see, the firm from the inside out? Well, yes, but he was also trying to study Harvey because to Harvey he really doesn't have a weakness. Harmon knows he has a weakness, but he doesn't know what it is, mm. and now he knows what it is, which is Harvey does care. Because that's the thing is that like everyone else, Harmon thinks he has no integrity, mm-hmm. and so when that whole trial, that was what the whole point of the episode was, right. which is showing Harvey that has integrity as a human being that cares and is compassionate. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the end of the Donna situation, even though it ended up looking bad on the outside, if you looked at the jury, Zoe, who is in real life, is Gabriel Mock's wife. I didn't know that. I was running. Yes. Hmm. Um, yeah, you were telling me yeah, before. She, uh, she said this actually is good because all the jury members, the murmurs was that Harvey seemed upset and concerned about Donna. Right. Which means that he has integrity, which means Lewis, even though he destroyed her on the sand, which is what he wanted to do. And it's helpful for them. It's also hurtful for them. It was a two, one step forward, two steps back for Lewis, and, and two steps forward for for Harvey. So, yeah, but at the, at the cost of what happened. But at the same time, I think Harmon was observing Harvey to find out. And so that's why he played Mike, who is Harvey's heart usually, to sort of corner Harvey doing the right thing, which is to settle. Because for him, it would be the right thing. Because at the end of the day, he just loses $100,000. He gets the firm back. And he can do whatever he wants with Harvey. Yeah, I don't know if he's quite as devious as you're making out, as cool as that would be. I know, but he's I know. definitely okay, playing it's a, it's a game. A, it's a conspiracy theory. That's right, no, but he's yeah. definitely playing a game, and there's definitely some machinations and playing people against each other. And I'm and sorry, I think that that's probably the only plot hole. Again, they, they brought it up real quick, which is, Mike, you're not going to look at what Harmon found because you're Mike. You, right. you, Yeah, that that's the only thing that bothers me a little that bit. That didn't Mike, bother me. Well... Because if Hardman, I mean, you know. Hardman could have just said, "I don't know," but I, I think that that did irk me a little bit. Like Mike, I if if, his, if everyone if Harvey keeps he's drilled into my head, Hardman cannot be trusted, and yet he finds something. Mm-hmm. My, I guess at the end of the day, I would be like, "Hey, before you go, like 15 minutes later, oh, hey, before you go, can I take a look at what you found? I just want to see it." And and then 
I don't know. That would be me. And I guess in the throes of it, I'd be like, oh, right, turn it in. Let's get Tanner off his case. But I don't know. I don't trust Hardman because Harvey told me not to trust Hardman. Yeah. I, I don't know. No, but- I agree that we shouldn't trust Hardman. Absolutely. Oh, Every interview I've done with the cast of Suits has made me think we should not be trusting Hardman. Well, yeah. And they've got the insider knowledge. Yeah. No, no. Like, even before the season started airing, Mm -hmm. they were like, well, you know, it could go, you don't know. But you just get, I mean, every time they talk about Hartman in interviews, it's like, he's a villain. We got to take him down. So. Well, but when they were on set, did they refer to it as the Civil War storyline? No. Because that's what some people in, in comments for TV line and deadline. I have and not heard that term, they, they, but they, then they, I don't read keep, a lot of those comments. They keep throwing – well, I, I just became interested in like just – I actually scrolled down to the wrong part of IMDb when I was doing stuff, research for my review. And I saw that a lot of people, at least there, weren't fans of it. or And they kept referencing it as the Civil War storyline. And I'm like, well, it's no, not, I mean – yeah. I mean, uh, no, I know. But uh, then I started going to other websites and started seeing that they started – those talkbackers there were – whatever their pains of the show, they would call it the Civil War storyline, hmm. the firm Civil War. I wonder and, where that got started. I don't know. And I, I just find it intriguing. I don't but know that it's so that far, accurate. I love the Civil War story. I know that's not I the official title. I don't want to call title. it that, but I, I don't see, I like call that it, title. I call it a firm at war. I would call it that. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. I, I don't – It makes don't. it sound cool. But everybody Boy. that we know in the firm's on one side of the battle. And so even while I'm sure Hardman has other people lining up to support him, I don't know. Well, I don't really know. see it as a symbol. Lewis I feel like may it's, still be on Hardman's side. Lewis he is, might he no, he's gonna be it's like so it's like Marvel Comics Civil War. Spider Man, he he's the Spider Man character. Spider Man is gonna be on Hardman's side, or he's like Vader, la, or Snape. Last minute, nope. He's a good guy. It's going to be one of those things, and it's going to come to some harm of Lewis. And I hope, and that would be horribly tragic. I mean, Lewis could end up on either side because of the way they've treated him. Well, no, that's the thing. They're building it. This is okay. Again, how all movies, stories, books, whatever. But I do ran, think Lewis, I think Lewis that, will come down on Harvey and Jessica's side. Probably, you never know. I, I think he will. They could throw but a I, twist. I, th- in. I think that that would be the twist: is that he's going to rail, rally against them because Harmon will give him what. Jessica never I think did. it would be a great twist if Lewis ends up going fully in the Hardman side and never comes back. Oh, uh, see, and now. then he gets to stay at the firm anyway. Uh, like they dispose Hardman, but now Lewis has power. Before Hardman goes, Lewis gets just because you expect Lewis at the end of the day to go back to the good guy side. That, but oh, the okay. fact of the matter is, they've treated him like shit. He Jessica's treated him like true. shit. Harvey's treated him like shit. And he is passive aggressive. He is, and, and I can relate and to that. The I way would... they've built Lewis up and whatever. Yeah, he can go against them without mm-hmm. turning the audience against Lewis. That is true. I feel like at this point, at this point, I agree. At this point, I agree. They could turn us against Harvey in that regard. I agree hundred percent. And you know what? I now I'm now intrigued by that because my first thought is I want Lewis to be the good guy, rootable good guy. But, but let's make Harvey the bad yeah. guy in the process. And then the next season, you build back your trust in Harvey. I mean, yeah. there's shades of gray, man. Shades of gray. There's at least 50 of them in I suits. Know. And with that said, we're going to take a break. Oh, real quick. Yes. Uh, the answer to the Royal Pains question earlier, because I've had it on my phone screen for like 20 minutes. You've been, you've been uh, talking about this entire The guy from My Boys is Dr. Van Dyke. Okay. Yes. Yeah, he is also in House Arrest. Yes, David. I saw that. Okay. Thank you. I feel validated. I feel vindicated. Okay. Okay. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back right after this. 
No matter what you say about us, this is absolute lunacy, folks. And no matter how you say it. If someone says conversate, it is not a word. How do you like this crazy show, honey? The show is a disaster. We have got to put a stop to this, folks. Remember, remember, we encourage it. You're not conversating with me. You're either conversing or you're communicating. TalkSuperstation.com. Well, I better get on the air. Who knows? Uh, somebody might be listening. Talk. This is bull capital S with a hit. Spoken here. You know a book I just read? What? The Hunger Games. Oh, that movie was Ooh. fantastic, but uh, I heard the book was way better. Mm, me too. It was fantastic, actually. Yeah, I just wish I could read it. I don't have time to read it, or any book, really. Yeah, well, it's just hard for Nate and I to, to get a book in, because with student teaching and, you know, with my job and everything. I get it, guys. I do. With being married and having a little girl and running a business, I'm busy all the time, too. That is why I listen to audiobooks on my MP3 player. It helps me stay in touch with books I want to read and allows me to fit it in between the rest of my responsibilities. That is why, for some of you listening to the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. Oh, wow. I was able to sign up and get a free copy of a Game of Thrones. Do they have, like, a Bossy Pants by Tina Fey? You bet your sweet bippy they do. Awesome. So if you'd like to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky for your free audiobook. And we're back. Yay. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome out to the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky. Uh, no, I don't know why I did that. I just feel like, I feel, I feel like Delilah. <laughs> in the, I don't know why. Delilah. I was like, Delilah. Hey everybody out there! This Rick's request comes from Marvin to her. <laughs> to her, Marvin's a girl apparently in the scenario. Uh, we saw two shows tonight that haven't aired yet. Are you um, not going to talk about the things that premiered first already? We've had a couple premieres in the last couple weeks since mm, the last show we've done. Meh. Let's talk about let's let's Warehouse play. Thirteen and Alphas came back. Those shows suck. No, they don't. Alphas isn't my favorite. Um, it's okay, but Warehouse 13 is good. It's all, They brought back Aaron Ashmore's character from the dead this week. And Ooh. the way they did it was really neat and interesting, and it was about morality, and he, they're going to leave him alive for now. But they did some – They Brett Spiner's doing an arc right now, and um, it's – Really, really interesting. Uh, the places they're going in the dark storyline, and I love that it's got Brett Spiner and Kate Mulgrew. You know, Star Trek throwbacks. Yes. So yeah, Alphas. I'm still not sold on. I'm watching it still, but I'm not sold on it's it. It's like they're trying to be X Men, and it's like you know, you're not. Well, X-Men. I season one, I stopped watching midway through last year. I did too. And then our friend Amanda said it's really good. You need to come back. So this summer, before season two premiered, I caught up on season one, and I kind of found it very mediocre, but the finale ended in a really cool way. Right. Uh, with the doctor announcing to the public at large that there are alphas out there, blah, blah, blah. But that plot hasn't played into, like, there's nothing new this season about, oh, people know they're alphas. That hasn't been, which I'm like, okay, why are you wasting that? I See, don't know. Why is it the any show that tries to do like an actual superhuman that is that's original? Mm-hmm. It fails or like like heroes. Oh. It does have hero syndrome. It's not living up to its potential. Right. Well, no, no, no. The problem with hero, okay, but hero syndrome is is that the first season is fantastic. Uh, well, yeah, Alpha's first then, season wasn't it, fantastic. You know exactly. They had a couple of. It great wishes episodes. to have hero syndrome. The that's how Summer Glow episode was fantastic, but other than that. 
And see, that's what drives me crazy about about Alphas. That's why I gave up on it is because I was like, you know what? You're. Did you finish out Grim? Oh, because God, Amanda yes. also told me that Grim oh my got God. much better. Oh God, yes. Because I gave up on Grim because it was way too procedural. But I saw the DVDs out, and I was thinking about picking it up because it per- comes back this week, yes. next week. I love, I adore Grim. Okay, then I will, um, I will catch up on Grim. I, I will say this: it takes longer than I watched about eight or nine episodes. Oh, dude, you missed it by like maybe two episodes when it started cooking. Amanda said it became like Buffy season one. Well. <sighs> Sort of yes and no. I don't know. Like, I guess, again, you didn't like the lead guy, did you? Yeah. Yeah, see, I thought he was okay. But see, I, I again, for what the show, and this is no disrespect for those working on the show who work really hard, and, oh, yeah. and even the lead guy, I thought he's serviceable for what the role desires and what he needs. And he's I, no Sarah Michelle Gellar. Mm, I, well, okay, okay, that's even debatable, too. Because <laughs> I like, okay, I like Sarah Michelle Gellar, but I think she she's... As much as I want to see her try to do different stuff, because I don't ever want to see an actor not mm-hmm. do a role that's, that fails them. But the guy who plays Nick uh, in, in Grimm, I think he does. It's same thing. Sarah Michelle does Buffy excellently. She's terrific at it. She, she did does, a great Daphne too. She did do a great Daphne. I think in the same way he does a really good job. Nick, uh, I forget his last name right now. Um, uh, but Cannon. No, it's not Nick Cannon. That's Mariah Carey's husband. Nolte. No, okay, stop. Uh, Argan Bright. Yeah, sure. So, uh, like, the, uh, Nick, the guy who plays him, he's a good actor in terms of what the role requires. I'm not, now, could they probably got someone better to do the role? Maybe, but it's almost like Buffy. If you recast Buffy, it's hard for me to see someone else doing the role besides Sarah Michelle Gellar. I'm almost to the point now where I feel the same way because he almost comes off two goody two shoes mm-hmm. um and sort of because a lot of uh, you and i well you and i disagreed about jack for the longest time which yeah. is jack is two goody two shoes and I, I thought matthew fox played that off wonderfully because again i like the goody two shoe guys yeah and no i know no right that's what i'm saying so i'm already sort of biased in that regard but i think he plays that really well now if, if he tried to do something else with the role or they try to do whatever and it wasn't like a, a spell or something done mm-hmm. on him ooh, i wouldn't be a fan of him probably but I don't know. Like I, I think I, I like I love Grimm, and they started doing callbacks to all the earlier stuff, like around episode eleven or twelve. And it well, then kept, I will run the Best Buy tomorrow while it's still on sale and pick up a copy. Yeah, I because I, I, Best Buy right. right now has it twenty bucks cheaper than Amazon on Blu-ray. Wow, that's weird. It's thirty-five at Best Buy. It's fifty something on Amazon. Well, uh, and I and I, 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 I hope that I do not that that my opinion does not uh, let you down in that regard because very rarely well, now do you I hear it with... from you and Amanda. And while I don't agree with either one of you on both things, if you're together on it, it's probably something I need to pay attention to. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like especially if you like Buffy. Now remember, I didn't really care for Buffy season one. Like there was an episode that made me keep watching, but honestly, if you made me judge, Amy I'd season, say the first four episodes of Buffy were weak, but then I thought it got better midway through season one. And see, I disagree with that. I, and I, I really liked the pilot and then after that i thought it got weak and see i didn't care for the pilot that much i didn't really that's what i'm saying like and you kept yeah. you kept saying to me oh buffy is fantastic it is and the episode that made me start keep watching it was the witch episode and in terms of it felt like okay mm-hmm. i was looking at it more like a next generation kind of thing which is it's a case of you know, monster of the week kind of thing with an occasional story point dropped in in the last but granted there was an arc in season one i'm not i'm just there saying was. that 
I, I just, I the just arc did not play as much up in season. They did do a case of the week thing early right. on, right? And so many great shows they start with that case of the of week course. and then abandon it. Of course, and they always get shit for abandoning it because for some reason the fucking idiots and the masses want to sure. just see case of the week shit. And I get that. I, 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 I get both sides. I don't. I, I do. hate case of the week. I don't watch cases of the week. I hate it. I understand that, but some people don't want to be concerned about a story and care about the character so much <laughs> where they get. They, they, they actually lazy are, people. It's not lazy, Jimmy. It's that people they're tired and frustrated from a rough day at work, and they they want to they want to truly escape. Which is at the end of the day, they want to make sure but that escape Don, into something good, not shit. Well, no, but that's the thing, though, is that the, these characters they care about. Like for example, in Suits right now, like Don has been gone, sort of gone for the past few episodes. She was out one episode. Okay, but it feels like it might have been more. People don't like that because they want Donna there in every episode. They want yeah. they right. I think it's so pretty it, cool they let so her sit one out. Some I do people, want some people gone, start but. actually feeling bothered by that, and they're watching this TV show to escape that feeling. And yet they're they're watching get on television. Like you, people like you and I who enjoy that we enjoy good stories. They might like and enjoy a good story too, but maybe in an actual movie, not like a TV show where we episode after episode, week after week, they just want to come home and relax and not worry about. Oh my God! Where is Donna? Why is Lewis doing that? Why is Mike doing that? They just want to see Mike and Harvey save the day again, and they're really quirky doing it. But that's kind of television is what gave television a bad name, and people I, looking down upon it as a medium. But it's it's a horrible it's a horrible vicious circle where both sides. But as I'm saying, I can understand both sides. I don't agree with that side at all. But that's totally why people like that. Yeah. They have to focus too hard. They don't want to focus too hard. It's like a show like Treme. Treme takes that to the infinite degree because it, there is nothing going on that you would consist of a plot, right? Which is how The Wire was. But The Wire is considered one of the best shows ever on television. I still need to see that. And I do too, um, especially after I, I love Treme now. So, I, oh yeah, yeah. Treme is fantastic. But I don't. I mean, I don't love to agree with that idea, and I don't agree with it. But I'm just saying there are some because there are some shows that uh, that I watch now. If I watch on DVR, that I don't want to. I don't. I don't go. Oh, I want to watch this. It's yeah. mindless fucking entertainment. There are some shows I watch that I wish I didn't, and I just have such a hard time giving Don't up. Don't you watch I'm Jersey in. Girl? Or not Jersey Girl, Jersey Shore. I watched the first couple seasons. I, didn't, I haven't been watching it. In but see, but you, when you would watch it, you don't sit there and go, Oh, I felt horrible for watching it. I sat there going, Why? This, it was the ball sack. It was the fucking ball sack. I could not look away, even though I knew how horrible it was. Right. And now, okay, I wouldn't say some of these shows are just god-awful horrible. They have some redeeming qual- good acting, an occasional good scene here and there. Law and Order SVU. That's a show that's a case of the week procedural. Yes. I don't want to watch it because it's the same thing every week, but it had Christopher Maloney, who is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. No, that's, I what, know. that's what I'm saying. Now, again, I don't – but see, some people, like – or they do that. They just watch the show – or they tape it and it's background noise. Now, mm-hmm. but again, that's another... But yeah, I just... I don't know. I just don't agree with that statement, but... Uh, oh, one quick piece of TV news and then we can do our premieres. Um, the Big C. Did you hear it's getting a fourth and final season? Mm-hmm. And it will only be four one-hour episodes and it's airing this fall, which means even though it had four seasons, it will have only been on like two years when it comes to an end. They rushed seasons out and then they cancel it. I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe it was Laura Lenny's schedule. I mean, she is pretty fucking. I don't think it was her schedule. I, I think don't know. It, Showtime's uh, weird, though. It was very weird because I mean, they rushed season two out, and season one was last summer. They rushed season two out in the winter, 
after Nurse Jackie. They aired season three earlier this summer, like three months after season two. Really? And then season four is going to air this August and September. So it actually, feels like it's been it won't even hard. be it won't even be two years. When it ends, it'll have been on for like fifteen months after four seasons. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Why rush all these seasons into production if you're not? Maybe it was never meant at. Well, no, that's not true because it, it was. It was given, meant as a series. No, I know that's what I'm saying because I'm remembering all the press releases I, I heard for yeah. even for season four. I. But see, I always man, it feels like it's been all the way. Here. Season three ended though was very, um, very, very ambiguous. Uh, well, it, it, it that the way season three ended would have pissed me off if that was the end of the show, but um, this past season that went off, but. I, I liked it as a story uh, that Kathy just let her family believe she was dead and sailed off into the sunset with some guy that didn't even speak English who was married. It wasn't a romantic thing, but sure. I think they're going to come back and kill her. I really think they're going to kill her. Death has been such a big theme. We've seen so many beloved characters die. Mm-hmm. Um, her husband died, although he was revived, but her neighbor died and we've seen her ghost a couple times. Her best friend died. It, I feel like Kathy's got to die at the end. I don't think it's going to be one of those happy endings that goes into remission or something. Interesting. So, anyway, sorry. We have already seen a show that comes out this Wednesday. Yes. Which will actually be after this episode posts. Yes. It? So, uh, you might be listening to this a, a few days after the episode's aired, but it's, it was, it's a preview. It's not like a, you know. Right. The shows won't start till September, but NBC's running pilots this month after Olympic events to try to garner interest. Right. And let's talk about the non good the, the non good one. one first. Yeah. Uh airing this Sunday, Animal Practice. It's got a great monkey. It does. And that's and really it's got a thing. great Tyler Levine. Yes. And it's got a great uh what Joanna Garcia. Yes. Now the goes, that, isn't Joanna Garcia Swisher? Didn't she get married? I think so, yeah. Okay. The thing that you and I both agreed on right away besides the monkey was not only Tyler Levine is Levine is great. Is it Levine or Levine? Levine, I think. Levine, I think. the The guy is great in anything he does, but he usually plays the 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 very stereotypical, yoga, yeah, yeah, fat guy. Uh, or he plays the other stereotypical fat guy, which is he's sarcastic and quirky, and he does like you know, which the he bar. does very well. He does. It's like Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds to me is a perfect sir, like he's sarcasm personified because I don't ever since two guys are growing a pizza place. Love that show. I know, me too. The dude can just ooze charm and sarcasm, and it makes me sad that they try. He's trying to. He he's moved away from that a little bit because the dude can deliver a line. Yeah, Levine can deliver a line, and he's playing against type in this show, which a is a little bit. Uh, and and yeah. the guy, what you said his name was Josh Kirk. Josh Kirk, Justin Kirk, Justin Kirk from Weeds, who played from Uncle Weeds. Andy. Love him on Weeds. Yeah, I do not like him. He's the lead in Animal in Animal Practice. <sighs> you, you and I both discussed that Tyler Labine would be better in the lead, and Justin yes. Kirk would be better in the supporting. And I role. had this idea that it's the network executives probably were like, no, he's not. Gotta he's get not, the Weeds guy. We, Tyler Labine already was starred in a show and it failed. So it's that on top of that, but also he doesn't look the type. For a lead. Right. You got to have the good looking guy that the Joanna Garcia, but uh, 
I mean, and Justin Kirk's not horrible or anything. It just doesn't quite feel right for the part. It doesn't. Like, he and has the, no charm. And the the stupid girl that likes the dogs with the weird hair. Oh, I the, hate her. The, she's like, hate the, her. oh, I do not like her either. Yeah. Oh, they need to ditch her immediately. It was not like, there was a few laughs, but it was either from Tyler Levine or the, or the God, monkey. Or the monkey. The monkey. And, and I said this uh, afterwards. Now, when I watched Don't Trust the Bean in Apartment 23, the only good thing I made me keep watching episode two, besides the fact that I had a, a, a girl that wanted to watch it, so I kept taping it, was, uh, which of course, you know, interest at that point is, is a little bit more peaked in the show than it probably should be, was the fucking amazing Vanderbeek, James Vanderbeek. He is fantastic. And he is fantastic. That's how the monkey felt in this show, is that that monkey, was there and he just made me go, oh, I just want to see what that monkey does next. Like, look, at he, he's doing people things. He's a monkey doctor. He's a monkey doctor. He's doing, he's doing people things. And I'm just yeah, like. The monkey's great. The monkey's great. And, and The monkey know, could be a stupid gag, but no, they, they actually. Treat it with yeah, real. Yeah. And I, I know the monkey actually is much better than you expect it to be. No, right. And. Because I, I remember uh, Daniel Feinberg, who writes for uh, 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 F, uh, Hit FX uh for his for reviews and stuff he went to the television critics association panel and the, and he 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 was not enthused about the show and he kept mentioning the monkey and and with feinberg i sometimes can't tell on twitter if he's being snarky for snark steak or if there's some snarf, truth, snarf, 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 or if he's snarf. being snarky with a hint of truth to it which is, i think mm-hmm. he does like the monkey i think like us that's the only thing in the show he liked. It's not the only thing in the show I like. Well, I know. There's I know. enough. I will watch several episodes to see exactly. where they take it. Because they have but I'm not. Right, but I'm not excited about it. I'm not going to be talking it up to my friends. This is a show that's a nice way to kill 30 minutes. It's mindless entertainment. When I come home from a rough day. I don't have time to, to watch Time Killers. Now, see, but that's what I'm saying. If I have time, I'll kill it with the show. If I don't have time, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be deleted right away so I can get to the stuff I do need to watch or I want to watch. So, By contrast, yes. the show that premieres Wednesday night called I, Go On. Yeah, I absolutely fucking love that show. I just show. want Matthew Perry to go, Go On, at some point in that like, you know what, sarcastic I bet, I bet you Chandler ain't, uh, voice. Oh, my God. Matter of fact, uh, he does this dance. And I was like, is that the Chandler dance? I can't no, see. No, it wasn't. Get, it wasn't I bet all, you anything. He, I bet it was part of his contract. He's like, you can't show me actually dancing for that long. Like, here, I didn't like doing it during Friends. and and Because they sort of cut around him dancing. Yeah, or, they do. And I'm just like... But that's the joke is that talk about what it is real quick. It's a, yes. about a, a popular sports DJ, yeah, whose wife is killed, and we, we don't know how at the, why, right. at the beginning of the episode. But no, but we just know she's dead. We, she, know we just she's know killed. she's dead, and he wants to return to work, but they send him to therapy first, and it's. A quirky group of therapy people, and he's so anti-therapy at first yes. until he realizes he needs them. Right. And that sounds simplistic, but first of all, it's filled with a great ensemble of familiar faces where you don't quite know their names, but you've seen them before in other things. Go on. And it's <laughs> funny, and it's got a ton of heart. Like, this is – Mr. Sunshine was amusing. Yeah. And a, like, it, goofy comedy. didn't have any heart to it. Not really. And this will give Matthew Perry a chance to showcase his skills. Yes. Um, they've really built interesting scenarios, great cast. Uh, he's really good in it, but then so is everybody else. And the story is really interesting. You want to know what's going to happen next. I do, yeah. 
Well, Matthew Perry is, is like Tyler Labine in that he can deliver a good line. <sighs> and like, matter, matter of fact, I would, I would, I don't know about you, but uh, about five minutes into the episode, into, into the pilot, I didn't care for the show. Really? Well, the stuff in the radio station was the stuff in the radio off. station. I was wondering where they were going. I still didn't. I didn't see no, like, I what didn't. was happening. Matter of fact, the only thing that you and I both said was like. Oh, hey, there's that girl. I've seen her before. Yeah, that's the girl from uh, Kings. I don't remember Kings. I remember watching it, and then you're yeah. just like, and I'm like, okay, Terra Nova. Oh! oh. And John Cho. And John Cho, but that, like, John Cho's jokes felt off or flat to me. Like, again, Matthew, like, there's that one line. I didn't that, feel like he was there for jokes. I felt like he was there to be the well, tough boss. Sort of, but like, he's trying to be quirky, funny about it. I, I didn't get that's, that out of it. I, I didn't I get that as a comedy thing. That's how I felt it, like it was. Okay. But. And there's that line. As a matter of fact, I think it's the first time we both actually laughed mm-hmm. out loud. Was uh, it was a line that he's talking to to John Cho about, and and I, in my head, I'm like, that line isn't really that funny. But Perry fucking nailed and it. And that was the first of a number of times we laughed out. Exactly. Loud. And after it that was point a great on, episode because up to that point, I was feeling where I was like, where is this yep. going? I really don't feel. Like but it really found its legs. We got in the group. Um, the guy who played Chris and everybody hates Chris. There was a great story with him and Matthew Perry. Yes, fantastic. And and I, I honestly and I said something like this to Nick along these lines, but it felt like the group in the study group and community. Now I know it's not going to be like all fantasy. Well, it's not going to be that genre hope. show. We hope it's not. Remember, Community didn't tend to start off that way. Uh, I didn't fall in love with Community till it went that way. Now, now I agree, but this is the executives. The executives did not plan that show to come out how it is now, which is unfortunate because it always needed to be what it is now. Oh, I agree with that, but I'm just saying, like for me, I I felt like it could have gone either way, but I'm so glad it didn't go the way that the executives. But but, what I'm saying is, there's a a wonderful ensemble that fit together really well. They're a bunch of misfits, but together they can be themselves. Yes, and there are so many different. You can already see how many different stories Stories. and possibilities open themselves up to this group. Now, my one concern is that they do not go down the path that a community and Scrubs go because I compared that show honestly to Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because your wife was sort of in and out of the room, and she'll watch it later, and I bet she'll like it. I, I hope she does, but I bet she will. She doesn't like many sitcoms, the, but the pilot of Scrubs had a real heart shows. to it. Uh huh. That I found refreshing. Matter of fact, that's why. But I, this isn't as goofy as Scrubs. Well, I mean, I, I like Scrubs, you, but Scrubs isn't goofy. Re, you need to rewatch the, the first season again. That show is not as goofy as you make it out to be. It's only I, in, no, no. There's goofy. It gets moments. goofier later. No, right. But that's what I'm talking about. It became that, and I hope that that go on avoids trying to. I hope they don't rush to that point too quickly. Right. Because like it, while that worked for Community, it will not work for Go On. And I do like. I, I kind of. The, my first instinct was there's immediate chemistry between Matthew Perry and the therapist. Oh my and God, my yeah. immediate instinct was you cannot let him hook up with a therapist. That's so wrong. But they go out of their way to explain that she's not a licensed therapist. She's a Weight Watcher guru that is now helping a help group. So if they hook up, it's okay. Right. And well, and the thing is, is my first instinct was he's going to hook up with his assistant. Oh, I didn't get that at all. Well, no, no, because there was no, that's what I'm saying, they didn't introduce okay. her until really late into the episode. Yeah, even after he got to therapy, they did quite a bit without her. And I almost felt at one point that they were setting it up for Matthew Perry to be the therapist to the group. Almost, yeah. And I could too. still see that happening somewhere down the line, but... Yeah, because that was the the whole thing, uh, and uh, I don't mean to spoil this for, for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but the whole thing is that... 
because he's a sports announcer, right. he loves stats. He likes competition, competition and the whole thing. Oh, whatever. You you have a competition, com- competitive streak in you a little Not bit. Not much. You do a little bit. Monkey uh, ball. Remember monkey ball, super monkey ball. If you, but win, I wasn't you were trying to win. Head. Yeah, no. the, the competition was. Let's see how if I can make everybody else lose. No, no, it was Nathan. It, Nathan was running his mouth, and he needed to be taught a lesson. Yeah, and then that fucking shit turned on me. Not how, on, Yes, it did. Not on he threw a fucking controller at. Oh me. yeah, no. Nathan turned his anger on you, but Nathan was like my brother David, where David wins frequently. And when David's winning, he gets an ego about it, and he gets on his high horse, and he acts like he's better than you. And Nathan doesn't usually do that, but I'm pretty sure I remember that he day was, he was he doing was that. Was and that's bad. when I – it wasn't a desire to like, win. You, it was a, just a desire yeah, to knock that fucker down. But you you were sitting there all fucking smug, drinking your Smirnoff, doing it too. That's what pissed me off even more. You were sitting there smug, like going, well, I'm not doing anything. Jimmy, stop fucking staying behind to knock us all off. <laughs> no. And you hit my monkey ball, which hits Nathan's monkey ball, and you do it on purpose, it felt like. I did. I know, and it pissed me off. The only reason it pissed me off is because he was yelling at me, not you. And I'm like, I have no fucking control over him. What the fuck is the deal? Well, anyway, go on is great. There's a lot of God. interesting things going on. Check it out. Perry's at the height of his game. Yes, Perry is fantastic. And I- so is everybody else in the cast. Yeah. Uh, the guy who plays, but the competition that they do, they do like a bracket, like mm. and what do they call it March Sadness. March Sadness, and which I was sounds like, like a little bit too on the nose, but it really works. Yeah, and again, the, the cast makes all the any line that you think might be. Oh wait, that doesn't sound right. Like it's the all the delivery. Do it it's justice. all the it's delivery. All the delivery. Yeah, and they succeed every pretty much every. And line. the therapist is an actress. She was in the Playboy Club. Laura, I think, yes. Valencia, and then in my personal favorite show, Eli Stone. Oh yes, yeah. She played the first patient in the. Oh pilot. yeah, I oh, remember. Yeah. And then she came back later. That's right. Oh man, now, now see here. You know what makes me sad is that that show reminds me of the greatness of that show. Was it Bent? Or I liked Ben. I didn't love Ben. I see. I love the hell out I of that show, did. and I don't know why. Because on paper, it looks completely devoid of. It wasn't working for me. I thought it should with the cast they had, but it just was not <sighs> gelling. It felt slightly off the whole time. Now, see, I, I disagree, but that's the beauty of that is that we can disagree. Um, and uh, do you have any thoughts or do you have anything else you want to add? Um, I disagree that it's time to end the show. Oh, okay. Not really. I'm fine with okay. it. Okay. Uh, if you have anything you'd like to uh, add to us, uh, 614-364-4088 or write us at goodbadgeeky at gmail.com. If you have any thoughts on what we th- talked about tonight, which was suits uh, or go on or animal practice, which is uh, – Warehouse 13, Warehouse Alphas, 13, Royal Alphas, Pains, Royal Pain, Covert Affairs, Covert Affairs, Big C. The Big C. Um, then please uh, shoot us shoot us or drop us a line or tweet us at good or uh, our Twitter my Twitter handle is goodbadgeeky. If you want to talk to Jimmy, his Twitter handle is Jerome Wetzel TV, all one word. And uh, we'll try to take your responses because we got a few. We'll uh, I'd like to at one point get all of us to do a mailbag day. That's probably gonna be really hard to do, but uh, I like to do it. Okay, let's uh, do it. Let's do it. And then uh, that way we can talk about the TV and general comments on the show. We got a lot of comments about Nick Nitro after dark. Mm. Uh, no, they're good comments, man. Okay. I oh, I think they are. I think they're fascinating. Create good conversation. Okay. <sighs> you really, just, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, again, six one four three six four four zero eight eight eight. Goodbaggy at gmail dot com. Thanks everyone for listening and have a good night. Night or day, whatever.